You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. The following message is transmitted at the request of the Federal Kawhi Leonard Administration Association. Kawhi Leonard has been traded to Canada. Although the rest of the world has known for several months that Mr. Leonard would be departing San Antonio, this trade comes as a surprise to Akiva Wienerker, and thus an emergency podcast has been called for. More updates will follow as information becomes available. Welcome back to 32 Fans. Uh, as that intro said, this is an emergency podcast. But oh, Akiva, really only for you. Because everyone else in the world knew uh, months ago that Kawhi Leonard was definitely gone. And you're the one who insisted, no, he's not. He's coming back. He's coming back. And yeah, Because it makes no sense. It still makes no sense that he left. Like... He would probably want to go back to the Spurs tomorrow when he realizes what he just like, what just happened. Like, there's no way, there's no way he preferred to go to Toronto over San Antonio. Well, okay, so let's start. Let's talk about the trade. What's your opinion of the trade as a Spurs fan? Because I've been arguing with people all morning about this. Horrific. It's horrific. Okay, you, you argue with morons. Yeah, I know you are correct. It's horrific. These the Spurs could have made this trade. Tomorrow, they could have made it in September, they could have made it in November, they could have made this trade the day before the deadline. The Raptors would have made this trade at any point because the Raptors had a 0% chance to win the NBA championship yesterday, and today they have a legitimate chance to win, to make the NBA Finals. Let's say nobody has the chance to win, but they have a chance to make the NBA Finals, which they certainly did not have yesterday. You and I, uh, we had gone back and forth about Kyle Lowry, who was on my League of Leagues fantasy team. And you p- came up with a with a, a a chart of players who were six feet tall uh, or less, and when they stopped being good, and basically that chart shows like Kyle Lowry is done. Like he he didn't hit a shot for five months this year. He was actually good in the playoffs. There's almost no chance he's going to be good this coming year, and there's literally no chance he's going to be good past this year. So he's going to a team with. Well, he's nothing. not going to stay healthy. He could he could him and Chris Paul are at the stage of their careers. Where they can play fifty-five games and play twenty-eight minutes a game, and hopefully he can be good yeah. in the playoffs. The problem for Kyle Lowry is he's never been good in the playoffs, but except he was kind of good in the playoffs this year. Yeah, this year he was okay, but only yeah. partially because the guy the Spurs got, Demar Derozan, was so useless that he had to take everything upon himself. So the, listen, they could have gotten. I mean, I would have rathered. I had a thought this morning when you know because Shams broke this in the middle of the night, and he said it's probably going to happen. Like I wouldn't have traded Kawhi for the entire Raptors roster, like. 
there's there's nothing that's that interesting there. If you wanted a good young player, I guess Philly wasn't offering anybody. They weren't offering Sarek, probably, let alone Fultz. I don't know if the Lakers ever ever dangled Ingram at all. But there's, I mean, just don't make a trade now. Like, wait for someone to have an injury or or someone to realize, like, okay, or or even let Kawhi sit out and look like a moron and and actually not get paid because they'd already looked into it with the league and like if he if he boycotted he was literally going to forfeit basically you know a million dollars a week this season yeah so I'm i mean not look sure stupid fans stupid fans are going to love this trade because the spurs got sort of the highest profile guy they could possibly get people uh, think that the people if someone calls demar DeRozan an all-star in my face i'm going to hit him with a baseball bat <laughs> demar DeRozan is not an all-star an all-star is one of the 24 best players in the nba Nobody thinks that DeMar DeRozan is one of the 24 best players in the NBA. He happened to be in a conference where maybe he was one of the 12 best players or 12 most famous players. In well, the hold conference. on. Let, let, let's, let's be fair and let's assume for argument's sake that DeMar DeRozan is a top 25 player, okay? He's not. Uh, but but I think I think one we could, could easily name 25 guys who are better than him I right agree, now. I agree with you, but one could reasonably argue that DeMar DeRozan is the 18th or 21st or something best player in the league. I Look, don't even agree with that, but I, I, there's, okay. I'm not going to hold you But up. But I, I'm, I'm trying to play the devil's advocate and then show why even the devil's advocate people are stupid. So let's assume yeah. for argument's sake that DeMar DeRozan is the 20th best player in the league. Which is fine. Now, that's mm-hmm. not an all-star in the West, but you know, but that whether you make the all-star game is irrelevant. Um, the Spurs are a team who won 47, 48 games last year with nothing from Kawhi. So you're adding on top right. of that a, a, a top 20-ish player. You're probably improving in wins to, let's say, the low to mid-50s. Your ceiling is you can make the second round. There's no chance of you getting past the, the Warriors or you know the Rockets. And now what or you have Rockets, is a team yeah. whose best two players this year are... Uh, LaMarcus Aldridge is already in his 30s. DeMar DeRozan is turning 29 in two weeks. They're both max guys. Your ceiling mm-hmm. is twenty is the 2018-2019 season. The following year you get yes. worse. The following year you get worse. Yes. The following year you get worse. No, and that is why, yes. even if you're arguing that DeMar DeRozan is a top 20 player, this trade is abysmal because your ceiling is this coming year, which is when you don't you want your ceiling to be two or three years down the line. If for, you, and if for some reason DeRozan like puts up 30 a night and looks amazing this year and next year, like he can opt out of the third year. He doesn't yeah, opt out. So Exactly. There, there's and, a better chance you're going to be paying $30 million for the corpse of DeMar DeRozan in two seasons. Yeah, it, it just it, it makes no sense. They didn't no get Anunbi. I forget. I always forget. OG. I forget, always forget how to pronounce his name. They didn't get Pascal Siakam. They got freaking Joey Capoto. By the yeah. way, the Spurs needed him because they only have two big men on the roster, one of whom is 41. And by the way, the and they, they get a draft. They get a first round draft pick this year, but this year the Raptors, who already won 59 games, are going to be even better because they have Kawhi. Yeah. Well, it's protected top 20, but that's moot because yeah. there's no way that that's going to be a top 20 pick. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for the Raptors, I think it's an amazing trade. As you said, they're sealing. The Raptors have one more year or two more years at the most anyway so if if they get Kawhi and he leaves at the end of next year you know again Kyle Lowry's just about done anyways probably but what they do now is they were I think a step behind Boston and Philadelphia and those are the big losers in this trade especially Philadelphia it boggles my mind why they didn't try and do something Philly looks insane if they didn't make a legitimate offer for Kawhi I mean because there's no way that there's no way that Toronto should uh like (sighs) Toronto Philly's There's GM no has to be fired. To Would you agree with that? Philly's GM has to be fired. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have a GM. Yeah, that's my joke. <laughs> Put it this way: they, if they had gotten Maury, which supposedly they had tried to get Maury these last few weeks, no, there's no way that would ever happen in a million years. The only way they would have gotten Maury is if Maury said, "Okay, you hire me. Day one, I hire Hinky as my number two. Day two, I ret- I quit and go back to Houston." <laughs> right. I guess that's true. <laughs> that's the but, only way they would have gotten yeah. Maury. Maury would have gone out and get, got Kawhi. Maury, like people think Maury's a stats nerd. No, Maury's whole thing is the only thing that matters is having superstars. 
I'm going to get Harden. I'm going to get Chris Paul. That's the only thing that matters. The Spurs have two very nice players who are far from super, superstars and have 0% chance of getting any better than they currently are right now. Now, they do have DeJounte Murray, who is a very good young player. They like Derek White, who they picked in the first round last year. Like There are a couple okay, of players DeJounte there. Murray is a decent player. They do not have a single top 100 player under the age of 29. And, and, and the yeah. only player I mean, they DeJounte have... Murray, DeJounte could definitely be a top 100 player this okay, year, but yes. yeah. But like, okay, DeJounte If we were making a list today, he yeah. wouldn't be. DeJounte has a chance to do that, and Siakam and Anubi have a chance to do that, which is why you should have got one of those guys. Of course he didn't. Yeah. Now, I think part of the other problem is people give the Spurs so much credit, deservedly so, for how good they've been for the last 25 years. Now, again, a lot of that credit has to go with the luck of getting David Robinson as a number one pick and then getting Tim Duncan as a number one pick, right? There was no mm-hmm. skill in that. Obviously, keeping them is a skill, and you know, uh, obviously, what they did with with guys like Kawhi is a skill. But um, so people are just giving them a lot of credit, but it really boggles the mind. They did not get anybody with upside. They did not get any player who will be better in 2020 than he was going to be in 2019, and that just boggles my mind. Whether- and, and Bill, even Bill Simmons, who's wrong about everything recently, Mister Baseball's not popular anymore, and that's why the Ringer is, doesn't have any viewers <laughs> this week. Um, and it's not because we have no good writers at the Ringer; it's who it, it, it follow baseball. And we just have a bunch of people arguing over who's more underrated, Val Kilmer, Keanu Reeves. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, the, it's insane. But Bill Simmons kept saying, like, oh, yeah, but they're going to trade Pat. Like, they, they sh- their like goal will be to just shed Patty Mills' horrific four, three-year 40. They gave Patty 450 last year. So do the math. He's got three years left at about $40 million. Um, they didn't even get rid of Patty Mills' horrendous contract. And by the way, we just talked about six-foot players who are 30 not being good anymore. Look how old Patty Mills is. It, they couldn't shed the freaking horrendous contract, or even Powell's contract. Powell next year has a six million dollar buyout, and he's like forty two. So you have to you have to pay six million dollars. Yeah, I thought for sure that, that he was going to be included in the trade. I mean, the Raptors cap well, he, space in situation. the rumors last night he was. Yeah, and, and, it's and, it's great for the Raptors. They also get this cap space, right? So they can offer max yeah. contracts next year. I don't know who's you know who who they're going to get, especially if if Kawhi well, leaves wh- and if what's the, the Spurs? Done, but, the, this or, is. Obviously, a Lowry. win for the Raptors. If you were speaking yeah. to someone who doesn't think this was a win for the Raptors, then you should never speak to that person again. Yeah. Well, I have one other friend who's a Spurs fan. I don't want to out him by name, but he was like, he was loving this, and he was saying last night, "Oh, this would be so much better than like you're." It's an, it's an insane take. Anybody, any now, player if, under no, twenty five, if, if you literally had, like, any Spurs, NBA player under twenty five would be better than Demar Derozan on a minimum contract. I agree. A guy with some kind of upside. There are, like, you look at uh, Anunbi, whose name I keep butchering, like, there's 30 of him, like the Jalen Brown, not even getting to, like, the stars, like Jason Tatum's, like, there's 30 of those guys in the league now. Every team has, like, a good young small forward or something that, you know, that has some value. They didn't get any of those guys. They didn't even get a first, like... So, okay, let's assume that the Let's give the Spurs the best, best, best possible outcome. Let's say they win 57 games this year. They make it to the conference finals. How are they winning 57 games? Let's just pretend. They make it to the conference finals. They're starting Marco Bellinelli. Yeah, they get swept by the Warriors, okay? Now what's your plan? Now what's your plan? You have Aldridge is 34. They have the same team next year. Rosen's 30. It's just, it's crazy to me. It really... They have the same team next year. I mean, Murray will be better, but they have the same team next year, except no pow, and they literally have no big men on their whole roster. Yeah. And, and you know, Rudy Gay, who... In a one-year contract, Aldridge, Rudy Gay is useful. Yeah, Aldridge deserves credit for having had his best year in, like, four years this past year. But again, yeah. he's on the wrong side of 30, so... And Aldridge is a happy idiot who's probably thrilled today. Oh, now it's for sure my team. I'm going to take 50 long twos next year per game. Yeah, I well, mean, DeRozan but, also is the king of long twos, so... I do. The only thing I think is I I think the Spurs because if you if you look, uh, DeRozan who had tried shooting threes a few years ago and then realized he wasn't good at it and he stopped. He shot a lot of threes last year. He didn't hit any of them. He shot a lot. I if you if you ask me one of the reasons why they did this trade, 
I think it's because they are under the impression that that their shooting coach Chip England and their their like system, you know, the Becky Hammonds of the world can teach uh, can teach DeRozan like how to, how to shoot a three. I, I think they think that they're gonna. I mean, they had Pau Gasol shooting threes, which he had never done before, and the whole league is. Um, if I had to guess, that's what I think. That's that's their plan. The, to, because otherwise, you have no sh- three point shooting on the team. Yeah, like but, they also, is but, they like could, but if they could have got Jalen uh, Jalen Brown or, or Brandon Ingram or any of these guys who can also shoot threes and are on rookie contracts and are you know eight years younger. But listen, you were right. Nobody was offering those guys. The whole, I mean, they were wrong. Really? I was right that they should have offered them. I don't I, think that's. Could true. you imagine if Philly had Embiid, Simmons, and Kawhi this year? First of all, they could have spent. Embiid's a cool guy. Simmons probably not a cool guy, but the, <laughs> just because he's Australian. But like, there's no <laughs> anti-Australia. No, but no, no, no. The Australians don't seem Australia. to like him. He hasn't oh. played for he hasn't played for the Aussie team. They don't seem to like him. Yeah. But the like, with twelve months in their system, maybe they could convince him to. That's what I was saying all to along. Stay. To there's me, no way to that me, Toronto Philly, could stay. What Philly he's had stay to with get Kyle him. Lowry at thirty four years old. We, I mean, there were people. We have a, there's a lot of Toronto people in Rob's world, and they were like, oh, "What do you think of this trade?" And and they were all like, uh, you know, you could like he's walks he like dribbles down the court holding his back last season the whole year like he's an old man who's falling apart. Yeah. Uh, if if Kawhi Leonard is healthy, I would say the Raptors' chance of winning the East goes from like ten percent to like sixty percent, which is massive. Uh, sixty is really high. Sixty is too high. But I mean, it's, I, at thirty five, I'd say like it's them, Philly, and Boston. There's three yeah. teams that have a chance. I would yeah. give them almost an equal chance. Those three teams. Look again, they were the number one Philly team. in third. They, they, they were way ahead of those teams the last couple of years. And they just upgrade yeah. from DeRozan to Kawhi. I, I, if Kawhi is healthy and is playing 80 right. games. And their young players are – and by the way, this could be a very – Because yeah. Kawhi could announce today saying that, like, I'm going to sit out the season rather than, like, I will not I will not fly to the country of Toronto. But why? But his issue specifically was anger at the Spurs. Is he just – why would he not play summer for a year and then be a free agent next year? Assu- again, assuming he, he's healthy. There's, if he's not healthy, that's another you, we're issue. Apply, we're applying logic to a situation that really had none. His uncle Dennis and and his incompetent uncle agent, Dennis, who has yeah. one client, are, are tried to you know. Th- listen, they did this a few years ago when they were like, "We're not signing," you know, the extension. Like, okay, well then you're like you're out of the league. Like, what are you going to do? Like, you have no option. Um, there, I, I guarantee you that unless unless Kawhi like wins a championship with Toronto or signs with LA next year and like wins a championship with LeBron next year, like he will give some interview in two years to Woj saying like, I made a big mistake. I should have stayed with the Spurs. And that will like absolutely break my heart. <laughs> this is insane. Why would it, why would you leave? Yeah. I mean, and I, I wrote this on Twitter. My, my major league baseball team is about to start Tim Tebow in center field for the rest of the season. Like, that's actually going to happen in a few weeks. They're, Tim Tebow has been crushing the ball in double A. I can guarantee you they're going to call him up and he's going to, he's going to, he's going to be hitting cleanup, like, and with reason, because he's going to be their fourth best hitter. Um, and my, 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 my basketball team, which has been a championship contender since 1989, just moved to, today to be a 200 to 1 shot to win the NBA Finals in June. They were 80 to 1 beforehand. The, uh, my football team has the longest odds. Uh, my 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 college basketball team is about to probably be embroiled in some sort of FBI scandal. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I got biathlon and I and I have I guess like uh, my kids or something. I don't know. I don't have much. <laughs> Dark times for Akiva Wienerker. I, I, this is this is terrible. I mean, I guess this is how you live every year with the Wolves. But like <laughs> Zach Lowe said, every twenty to thirty, you could go twenty to thirty years without having a player like Kawhi. And like we're going to. There's no. Yeah. The, the Spurs no will not win a title us. for the next two decades. There's there's no path to getting an elite player. 
because yeah. they're going to be way too good. They made the playoffs last year. You're like, I think Pop has lost his fastball, but you could argue he hasn't because he took a really bad team to within like a game of the third seed in a really good Western Conference last year. Like he did yeah, a really I, good coaching job. Yeah, last I year. think that he that was a bad team. Coach of the year last year. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, that, that was a really had. bad team. Like yeah. he squeezed the best year of Aldridge, and they didn't have any other good players. Like the second best player on the team was Pelisol. Yeah, it's amazing. The, so they're for sure going to make the playoffs this year if both player if both good players are healthy. But but that's it. Like so, then you don't yeah. get a top ten pick. And and by the way, even Kawhi was they squeezed that you know the thirteenth pick out of a team and got Kawhi and and molded him into into this player. Like that's not going to happen again. Yeah. But right. it does. I mean, there's no NBA anyway. Like the Warriors <laughs> are the only team that matters. Yeah. Well, the only fun part your, of the NBA now. Your best now, two players are fighting. Yeah. The only the be, the most fun part of the NBA now is like not the not the games, but all the other shenanigans. Yeah, but once the season starts, by the, and it's still fun to watch individual games. Like the NBA is still I fun would, to watch. I would but. rather watch an episode of Game of Zones that I've seen ten times on a loop for two and a half hours than watch just about any NBA regular season game. No, every see the thing is the NBA regular season. You could turn on the last three minutes of like a Hawks Pacers game that you truly don't care about, and it's exciting. Well, okay, the last three. Minutes, I don't know. Yeah, I would I'm never watching, watch the first. I'm quarter not watching the second quarter of that game. Yeah, there's no chance. No, no, but I'd, I'd yeah. say the fourth quarter of any game is interesting. Yeah, but the NBA drama uh, continues to be great, even like you know, uh, you know, the Warriors getting better and better. Like there is, you're not a Game of Zones guy, right? No. So there was a Game of Zones episode a, a season or two ago where there where. Um, uh, Kevin Durant is going around and getting pitches from all the teams as a free agent about where he should go, right? And um, Wait, can you explain what it is? What is Game of Zones? I thought it was like a Game of Thrones parody. Yeah, it, Game of Zones is an NBA Game of Thrones parody, but it's really it's not. It doesn't. It no longer is it a follows, cartoon. Yeah, it's a, it's it's animated. It's an, it's amazing. You have to watch it uh, honestly. And it's it, not canon to the NBA. Like it, like players are on the wrong teams. No, no, it is canon to NBA. Obviously, players are on the right teams. Okay, you were just gonna say they don't follow something. No, they don't follow Game of Thrones as strictly anymore. Now they just sort of do Game of Thronesy type characters. Oh, I got it. Because they're I doing NBA stories, so they do like the Brian Colangelo uh, burner uh, Twitter feeds thing, or they do they do like when the Cl- uh, when the Rockets broke into the Clippers, you know, the Staples Center to the locker room to get in a fight. Yeah, they do all that kind of stuff. That's amazing. Um, so they did one where um, Kevin Durant is going around a couple years ago when he was a free agent, deciding what team to go to. And oh, so one of the one of the jokes about the show is that Steve Kerr is a big pothead because you know he's advocated for smoking marijuana, which he says he's done before mm-hmm. as a way to like alleviate his mm-hmm. pain, his back pain. So they have Steve Kerr as a pothead. So he's going around every team, Kevin Durant, and he's hearing the pitches from all these teams. And then he goes to Cleveland. And he goes to Golden State, and Kerr says, "Yes, of course. If you come here, people will say that you're just glomming onto a 73 win team, and people will say that you're breaking the." league and da 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 but if you come here will be long toke and then Kerr with his bloodshot red eye says so good and that's like the reality like the warriors are comically good and so it's comical oh it's God. enjoyable from like a comedy perspective it's not good from like a com- competition perspective but you know the game of zonesification of the nba is is the way that i appreciate the nba now so my, my team falling apart i'm sure that'll be an episode at some point this year when uh when jimmy butler you know bitch smacks carl anthony towns in the face in the late fourth quarter of a game or something like that and the storms off no the court i have no idea what you're talking about this game of zones you just watch it. i promise um, you i akiva i promise you if you watch it you will spend the next two hours watching every episode over and over it's amazing it's so good. You have to watch the special episodes. Like um, the the Warriors actually requested a special episode made for them for the uh, with inside jokes, which they did uh, before the analytics conference at MIT one year. Um, they made an episode with Barack Obama in it. They're really really good. Um, it's probably my best show of 2018. 
All right. Well, yeah. what what else is going on with you? I haven't spoken to you in a while. I don't know. I just watched uh, all of Fauda season two in like a tw- in like a twelve hour period, which was insane. You know, my parents who have never watched a TV show, they watched Fauda. Yeah, you watch Fauda, right? Uh, my wife and I. Well, here's the thing: if I watch a show with my wife, then I'm eight years behind. Like we watched, uh, we're we're still on episode two, season two of uh, Mad Men. <laughs> and we started when it started like i i at one time she caught me watching some show and it was like it, it was as if she caught me like cheating or something and she was so upset and so now yeah. i don't go ahead on shows we watch together but i try but not watch to tell them, her yeah, about like, shows yeah. i try not to watch shows with her but so we watch that show but we're we're one episode in after about seven months yeah because <laughs> she also uh, has like she goes on like she only uh she works out while she watches tv yeah She'll only watch TV if she's working out. So well, so so do, so do you. Like you're doing those arm curls from like the the bag of chips up to your mouth, back and forth. <laughs> true, true, true. Like bending down because I dropped all the pretzels. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but she likes to watch comedy shows while she does that. By the way, are you eating pretzels as a 35 year old man? Because you got to re- reanalyze your life choices. So I don't like pretzels, but nobody likes pretzels. But they're they're addictive. A pretzel is probably the worst thing to eat as an adult because all it is is meaningless carbs. They're not good. They're addictive. There's there's like no yeah, value. No pretzels aren't good. I agree. Yeah. Especially like if they're dipped in chocolate or something, but you don't even like chocolate. Them, and so. it's the only thing that I could eat like a lot of. And then like if my kids have like a fruit roll up and I eat that, then it's like oh, hey, you ate my fruit roll up. But if I eat like a quarter of the bag of pretzels, nobody says nobody anything. cares. There's no pretzels. food in the house right now. Like they're out bowling right now. I don't know when my family's coming back. I don't know when my next meal is going to be. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm like a raccoon that just goes like <laughs> my wife. By the way, if there's a food she likes, this is true. She hides it. Like she has, and I don't know where her hiding places are. And if I find them, then she like finds another place. And sometimes my kids know, which is like this is a weird family. But what is this th- food like that she, she has to hide from you? Um, no, if she knows there's, it's not a specific thing. It's like, if there's something she likes that she knows I like, she knows that if I see it, that's it. Like, I'm just going to eat, I'm going to finish it. How many hunting places do you have in your house? I mean, like, there's cabinets that, like, she could put it anywhere. She could put it in, like, the laundry machine. I would never find it. (laughs) I guess that's true. I don't know where she puts the stuff. I'll let you know. I could go through, like, her, I could, like, go through all her clothing. I'm sure there would be, like, Reese's Pieces in there or something, but I'm not, you know, going to tear apart the house right now. Did I tell you Jen uh, had did this? You see? Yeah, go yeah. ahead. <laughs> oh, Jen had this epic Facebook rant. Uh, I, w- I wish I recorded. I was actually like falling over laughing so hard. So it was she, a rant about Facebook. It was, it was a rant about, and I'm not going to do it justice. I apologize to Dr. Jen. Was advance. it about the 32 fans Facebook group? No, it was a rant about people who post on Facebook like, okay, ideas for what to do in Paris. Go. Like that kind of a post. Yeah, P- that doesn't post bother it with me. Go- why, po- post why it does with that go. bother so much? Jen is like, who oh, so the, the fuck do you think you thing? are? That we're all sitting on pins and needles waiting for you to say go to us. Like now we have permission to do your bidding. Like all we're doing all day is just sitting and waiting for for random Emily Buckstein or whoever it is to like tell us go. Now you tell me. Like you've all been waiting for me to give you permission. Go do my bidding. Like she she thought it was really conceited and obnoxious people to do. So so I don't mind when people say go. I think this might be a her thing. Like first of all, you don't have to answer. If it was like, hey Jen Jen uh, Chester. I give you know, uh, give me your uh, top ten like Belgium recommendations. Go, that yeah. would be weird. But anybody could do it, and people generally like to help with that stuff. Like you rarely will have a post like that get no traction. Yeah. So I actually disagree with your wife. Yeah. Well, my my I think wife go is fine. My my wife my wife tends to be very sensitive to people's sort of narcissism on social media, which is the whole purpose of social media. So she's not a big poster. 
Yeah. Although she's been big poster lately on like immigration related like anti Trump stuff. It's like you know she's all fired up. She uh she hates. We gotta Trump get her on Twitter. We gotta <laughs> get her on Twitter. I don't know how people who aren't on. You ever see someone who like like Binny? Oh, how do they know what's going on in the world? I can tell you. There's yeah, a like, guy, how do you know what's going there's on? There's a guy in my Facebook group named Ari Diskin, and Ari Diskin's only source of news is NewYorkPost.com. So every single day... The, He's like, not on Twitter? Every single day, everyone in our group is discussing some issue, and then 24 to yeah. 36 hours later, Diskin says, hey guys, did you hear what happened? And then he has a New York Post he, article. Does, does he like watch Fox News the rest of the time? Like, it's amazing. I don't know. I don't know how on top of New York Post or what New York Post articles are. And this is literally. Oh no! I am. I, I want to. First of all, I'm very online. I am extremely aware of New York. I like. I go. New York Post is one of the only websites I go to. You could literally like ask one of their writers who have like 50 followers on Twitter, like to write an article about you, and they will probably do it that day. They, well, this they're is what, about nothing. Okay, this is what they do. They get no a, a video, traction on a video the internet. Goes vi- there's a viral video on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, whatever it is. The New York mm-hmm. Post article is literally a description of the 60-second video. It is a narrative description of the video, and that's it. That's yeah. all the article is. And Diskin, yeah. that's how he finds out about these videos, by reading a description about them a day after. And they also out. only have like four news stories a day. So if, it's, <laughs> if you're not in the top four... You're out. You're not. So another guy in our league made a joke yesterday about uh, Trump's shameful performance at Helsinki, and mm-hmm. he's and he, and he said like it was a day late, and so he said, "Oh, Disc, did you hear about it? It's on New York Post." And I went to New York Post to see it. Actually, wasn't on New York Post. The top article on New York Post was a teenager who had sex with his teacher defending the teacher. <laughs> oh, they're very big into that. They love teacher uh, teacher sex scandals. New York yeah. Post. That, there's like a few things they like. If you're like a if you have like a free like if you're like a seven foot one woman, they love that. If you're like uh, okay, well, what's like, the tallest if, if you woman have, you've ever slept with? <laughs> if you have like a weird. If you have a weird, uh, like uh, any weird thing, they they'll they'll be very into that. If there's like a, a strange lawsuit, they they love that. If you're like uh, you know like you 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 went to get married and like someone uh, like sprayed the uh, like fire hose and then like your wedding got ruined, uh, they'll write twelve stories about that. Yeah, if you're post a weird site, none of their writers have any like are verified on Twitter or have any followers. It's, <laughs> it's just a strange thing. I don't think like I used to get New York Post when I would take the the train every day to work because it was a quarter and it was just like an easy it was pre-smartphones it was like an easy thing to read on the on the i train. think the daily news is better now just because it has like the angry covers every day the anti-trump covers the day well the daily news is like very resistance heavy now the yeah. daily news is like well that's what the new york post always was until rupert murdoch came and bought it and like flipped it around 180 degrees right new york post is is pretty historically right historically but new also york they post have was grudges the and now it's the most right yeah if, if rupert murdoch is mad at someone someday even if it doesn't fit the yeah it's just the personal agenda, agenda. yeah exactly right right they'll go after they'll have like well it depends who's 20, mad at. if it's sort of like a like a like a, a low culture thing, it's the New York Post. If it's a high culture thing, he puts in the Wall Street Journal. But if it's like right. some stupid, well, also the journal has more like journalistic integrity, where they might not like. I'm not well, sure if they the, can. the the news reporting does. The editorial page does not. The editorial page is like up to right. Correct. Yeah. We're correct. No, the news is um, yeah, completely straightforward. I don't right. think the Post is like that though. I think the Post yeah. is like there's uh, no such thing as news. Again, their right. news is describing yeah. YouTube videos. Uh, what else? You do you watch the uh, the new Sasha Baron Cohen show? I did. The problem is I had there's so much I hate when like there's too much hype for shows and then like you feel like you've already seen the whole thing when you see it. I yeah. watched the 10 minute last 10 minutes of the show which was the gun stuff online beforehand yeah. and the first 20 minutes weren't that strong. The Bernie stuff there was really nothing going on there. Yeah. Uh, also about, four he was characters so funny. is a lot. He was so funny in 2004. 
it's not mm-hmm. like because he was getting people to say things that they would never otherwise admit. There's nothing that Donald Trump and his supporters don't proudly admit every day and brag yeah, about. Yeah, no, it wasn't like, shocking. What right. could this he get these guys to say? What What can he get these guys to say that's gonna be like, oh my god, can you believe they said that? There's nothing. Right. Even five years ago, it would have been a really big deal that yeah. these congressmen were like in, is supporting uh, children, like, you know, four year olds <laughs> with guns. It's not a big deal because there's actually people with the, like those are their opinions on Twitter that you're just getting you're just getting to say with like your stupid costume. Yeah, somebody wrote an article. It was still worthwhile. I think it was New York Magazine that basically said like political incorrectness is the new political correctness of the right. In the sense that you are obligated now, like if you're running for Congress as like a Republican, in the Republican primaries, you are obligated to be as offensive as possible by design. That's how you get attention and support from sort of the hard right. So it's not like, oh my God, he said something offensive. It's like th- that. It's not like an accent. That's the purpose. So um, yeah, there's really right. nothing. He's not. I don't know who he thinks he's helping or exposing. He's not. It's a little bit played. Honestly. I do think. Also, listen, I've been it. thinking a lot about this it, recently. But- yeah, no, it's still definitely worthwhile to watch, I think. I, I Everyone has an expiration date online. I feel like some people's are longer than others. Like, when you read Peter King nowadays, it feels very, like, uh, like he doesn't have his fastball anymore. Do you agree with that? Yeah. Did you read uh, – well, you don't read the hard copies of Sports Illustrated because you're not an 80-year-old man. But <laughs> uh, Peter- No, what do you mean? I did – I did – I until this year, I still got Sports Illustrated because um, – I get it because, because my, I have like miles that are going to expire from airlines, and so you have to like get a magazine subscription. Yeah, no, we my, my my grandfather like we got signed up for it in like 1990, and we had it for like I would come home from like eight weeks away, and all eight sports illustrations would be in my head. But my mom is such a wherever the opposite of a pack rat is that like it just bothered her so much since I'm never home now to have like 20 of these magazines just sitting on my bed. So she just canceled it rather than like th- you know throw them in the garbage. She at one point was mailing them to me and was costing like an insane amount of money, but it was so important to her to get them out of the house that and i don't have to go to the the post office because when you like mail something big here it doesn't go to your house it goes to the it goes to the post office so i'd have to leave my house which i've not really done this week um <laughs> and and uh like to pick up like five sports illustrated that was like 35 dollars in shipping and handling uh yeah so that that show was fine um do you have anything else no, it's it's a slow time for sports. It's a slow. It's time a slow for time. Me. I was very excited. We haven't really talked about me, like my absolute dominance in the World Cup pool. Like I'll never do better. I can't <laughs> yeah, you believe... haven't talked about that a lot. Yeah, I I, I can't believe By the, way, the like, person that who came all... in second place in this pool. I've emailed her several times. She hasn't responded. She doesn't seem to want her winnings. I think really? she's Ger- she's German, so she might just be upset about Germany. Uh, you know, embarrassingly finishing last in its group. Well, do you know who that person came from? I that's very yeah. Weird. No, yeah, I asked the friend also. I, I'm not worried. I'm sure. You know, I, I'm sure. I'm not going to like. She doesn't have a statute of limitations of a week. You know, I'll pay her whenever she. Yeah, no, she can collect whenever she wants. I didn't realize that person was a woman. I won't say the name, but I. I, I just well, I mean, it's like a, it's a it's a female name. Yeah, you never know. But is it? Can I? Do we have t- do we have time to like fire Joe Morgan style read through a terrible article? Speaking of soccer, yeah, sure. Okay, so. I, I, I do so – if you find any horrible, like truly terrible sports articles, especially these next couple of weeks, because we're only two more episodes after this before we get into the real purpose of this podcast. Yeah, the NFL starts 32. in uh, – the season starts yeah. in 50 days, 5-0. There's two – right. We're, we're two weeks away from the actual 32 days part of 32 fans. So, But if you have any terrible articles you want us to tear apart these next couple of weeks or ever, uh, put them in the Facebook group or email them to us. So this was one, the worst one I found during the World Cup. It's it's the other magazine that my grandfather used to send to our house, the National Review. Are you familiar with the National Review? Yes, of course. The National Review is a right wing uh, magazine. 
Yeah, I'd say it's like it's An like what they would call on Twitter like neocon central. I don't really love the term the neocon. Week, the Weekly Standard is probably a little more than the National Review, but it's somewhat similar. Well, the, the Weekly Standard is Jewier, which is why they would call it neocon. But National Review, as I think, further right, they have like they would say that they're like never Trump, but a lot of those guys are sort of well, they were vi- they're like they were very much they're never too Trump. embarrassed. During though, to they're be too embarrassed like most to like, say they support Trump, but I think they yeah. probably do. Well, they were they were extremely never Trump during the Republican primaries. In fact, they came up with a famous cover article that's literally said never Ch- Trump, and it quoted like right. every one of their. But a lot of those guys have have gone back on it. I think they still let Dinesh D'Souza write for them, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I know Against he did Trump. when I was. That was- the headline on uh, February fifteenth, two thousand sixteen, was no. I remember Trump. this. Yeah. yeah, it was like the only time anybody's heard, ever heard of them in the last million years. Now, we've gotten this that blue magazine sent to my house for like twenty years because I guess my grandfather signed up for it once and they never stopped sending it to us. And like when I was a kid, literally like way too young to be reading this thing, I was reading it. And I'm like, okay. And then one day I realized, like, oh, they've never been right about anything once. Like they're every one of their predictions would be like, this guy's going to be the next president. And then he like loses his primary for like the New Mexico governor race. Yeah. And like, you never hear from him again. He doesn't even know. So the point is, now. this is the kind of magazine that you go to, to find strong takes about soccer, strong takes about soccer. Like <laughs> yeah. this is where I get one. I want, if you've ever noticed all conservative media has excellent sports and or in particular culture yeah. takes like that. Let me, let because me guess. they're the ones creating. The, the, they're the they, ones... They, they, they love basketball, especially the outspokenness and uh, ethnicity of its stars. They are sure. not big fans of baseball. It's just too old fashioned to them. And they love too soccer because it's international. There's nothing yeah. they love more than international institutions. True. Yeah. True. Especially <laughs> Europe. I think I just I, I, I think like because the conservatives are creating like all like they're all the creatives. So I think they sort of have the. Uh, you know, th- they have the finger, their finger on the pulse of like what's going on in the culture world. In this yeah, for sure. Yeah. Because they're they're like creating all the content now. Yeah, hundred percent. So all right, so here's the article by a guy named Rich Lowry. Do you know oh, him? I don't know. Him. Yeah, Rich Lowry is the editor. I've of heard Max. of his name. Okay, so there was no editor here to. Yeah. Uh, he is he is so a complete expert when it co- he's known primarily for his knowledge of soccer. So he's a soccer expert. Okay, yeah. he's like <laughs> no, the I'm great joking. wall of of the Republicans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, so he says, I'm a sucker for sports spectacles, so I've relented and watched a couple of World Cup games. Uh, I've lost some of my reflexive disdain for soccer. I, by the way, he probably printed this in 2014, 2010, 2006, yeah. and 2002 also. Uh, but it still strikes me as fundamentally flawed. Fundamentally flawed. Wait, okay, so hold on. So this is a classic example of an American who watches soccer once every four years and immediately knows how to fix it. Okay. Yes. Unique it's perspective. Not just, yes. It's not that it's dull most of the time for the uninitiated viewer. In parentheses, although I'd prefer to watch a soccer game than an NBA regular season game. Nope. Oh, shocking. You were, you were wrong. He, he does not, not like a big NBA, NBA fan. Yeah. Shocking. <laughs> Someone please check on David French. I don't know. Who, didn't he like run for president or yeah, something? Da- David, David French, French is another editor of the National Review who was sort of co-opted to run as a never Trump type Republican against him. Sort of Right. In like the Evan McMullen spot. But then he then he yeah. why did he quit? There was a reason why he didn't he, do it. He didn't want death threats against his wife and all this other kind of psycho stuff. Yeah. I, was, I know his name was his wife's name was Nancy. That's the only yeah. there's so much like nonsense. See now, I now I all sort of I'm sort of envious of Ari Diskin not knowing anything other than what he reads in New York Post because there's so many like names and like are you gonna know who Strizak is in three weeks? You're not gonna remember who that guy is. Like Peter there's so Struck, many things you have to keep track. <laughs> yeah, whatever. You you have there's so many things you have to keep track of. Yeah. Um, like, who would want to do this? Like this knowledge yeah. is useless. We should yeah. none of us should know any of these people. Okay. So the problem from my amateur's point of view, I don't know what that if that's English is that the regular action in soccer can't be relied on to create scoring. So, a lot of it happens as a result of interruptions in play and referee calls on corner kicks, free kicks, and penalty kicks. I watched some so, of the Russian... Okay, wait, so, hold on. so, so what he's trying to say is that set <laughs> pieces have resulted in more goals 
too many goals from his perspective. Now, they have resulted too in a goals. high percentage of goals in this tournament. I think like 25-30%. But that still means that two-thirds of goals are not coming from set pieces. Yeah, but it's and too also, hard to score is, without why is that not kicks. Why is it not exciting for there to be a goal from a corner kick or a set piece? That's like really exciting, I think. Yeah. Every time there's a corner, it's yeah. like must-watch. It's like going well, into the red zone explain. in the NFL. Why right, is that about? Right. I want more touchdowns yeah. from inside yeah. the team's yeah. 30. This guy is anti the red zone channel. He wants the channel that only shows teams when they're between the 40s. That would be that would like the no man's land channel. That would yeah. be a great channel. <laughs> like you have to switch over if a team goes from like the 40 to the 20. Yeah. <laughs> so he watched some of the Russia Croatia game last weekend, which did have a thrilling finale. And the announcer kept saying after a goal, something like, and another big set piece in this World Cup. Well, yeah. What else does what else does something happen? This creates the incentive for players to flop and pretend they've just gotten shot in the leg. It's called diving, the referee not falls flopping. For it, but okay. Yeah. If a referee falls for it, the tactic might change soccer history. And then there are the penalty kicks. They have too much of an element of randomness since the goalie has to guess which way to jump. This is absurd and makes ending a tied game on penalty kicks a travesty. In other okay, sports, so there look, can be a similar that's dynamic. Not, that's not a unique take. Everybody doesn't like that. But how else are you going to end the game? You can't have seven overtimes like hockey you know, because the guys are just too tired. Yeah, and the quality of play from 90th Drops minute to 120th is, yeah. yeah, it's very, the guys are literally dying. Yeah. Um, now, I do like, so did I gonna, say this on the podcast, the idea, I think I heard it on Hang Up and Listen on another podcast, about how to resolve the issue of penalty kicks in extra time? No, how do you do it? Okay, so, now, obviously, this will never happen, so this is purely in the world of the hypothetical, but it's an ingenious idea, which is, instead of we play 30 minutes of lackadaisical soccer where neither team is really trying, because A, they're exhausted, and B, they just want to go to penalty kicks... And then we go to penalty kicks and it's decided there. Flip the order. Start with penalty kicks. Once you have a winner from the penalty kicks, then you go to the extra time with the understanding that the extra time will trump the penalty kicks. So one team knows that they lost penalty kicks, so they have to go balls to the walls to try and score a goal. Because if they score a goal, then they'll win. Mm-hmm. So instead of 30 minutes of both of neither team trying, you have one team trying really, really hard. Now yeah. again, it does create some sort of like wrong order of drama but you know because you're ready but you know but uh, it, it's it, also it, a very world cup specific problem because you don't in the, there's no there's no such thing as as pks like uh you know as extra pks in in any in club, form of well that's of, because in club soccer in club they just soccer. go by the total goals of like the home and, and home, even in the champions home. league it's very hard to get there's very few games where you'll see it because the away goals rule and stuff yeah. like that yeah but the it's away goals is also not exactly there. an exciting rule but anyway. not exciting but other than the champions league final and yeah. and the world cup you know round the 16th of the championship yeah. it's it's rarely it's not a problem with the sport because it only happens yeah. a couple it did, times now it every, did happen more in this years. tournament than ever before but even yeah, it's still but dramatic. still that's only like four games yeah um okay so now he's gonna say that the randomness of the goal of the goalkeeper guessing which way to jump on a penalty kick is similar to randomness in other sports what do you think he compared it to in football um i don't know whether or not a, a ref randomly decides to call holding because you can call holding on every play technically not yeah, not a terrible idea. Pass interference plays a big role in football. Baseball has its equivalent. Basketball has its equivalent of the set piece with free throw shots. I have no idea what that means. And hockey decides tied games with penalty shots in the regular season, although the goalie doesn't have to operate on pure guesswork to have a chance. And the playoffs team simply play in overtime until there's a goal. By the way, do you think like every goalie is equally as good as stopping these penalty kicks? Yeah, or is there also a skill this guy is such a liar because if they did not have penalty, if they had endless overtime and a game was four hours long, you think this guy would be writing? You know, it was great that four-hour-long soccer game. Right. Be- and but here's the piece de resistance at the end. Okay. In this sense, you're you're never going to guess what's the purest sport. <laughs> I mean, it's, <laughs> it's 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 baseball or golf. Oh, baseball is the purest. Of sport. Of course, yes. It re- it relies less on subjective umpire calls 
especially now with three <laughs> By the way, was like, there was a starting pitcher. Literally, there was a starting pitcher pitch? a few nights oh ago. There was a starting pitcher a few nights ago who threw 27 pitches in the strike zone that were called balls. I forget, I forget who it was. It's insane. Uh, 27 pitches. Uh, we, especially we now, now know we now know that every single umpire has a completely different strike zone. Like there's n- yeah. there's no sport that's decided more than baseball. By the way, teams about? must spend so much time and money and effort into like guessing each. Yeah, you know, like the guys like Kershaw, Scherzer, Degrom, like they must they must like know every umpire's strike zone inside and out. Um, and laser strike zones will eventually bring more certainty to ball and strike goals. By the way. That would definitely help, but I don't think that's going to happen soon. There's not a big routine penalty that affects play, and there's no way for a team to go into a defensive crouch and to sit on a lead or otherwise game the clock. Yeah, he's never heard of kneeling in the NFL uh, or running the ball the entire fourth quarter. Literally the exact same thing as, as what he just said. It's 27 outs for each team, no set pieces or fakery necessary. Now, I assume there'd be more, but that's the end of the article. Uh, if you have any comments, uh, comments.lowry at nationalreview.com. <laughs> so if you have any other bad articles, I'd love to tear apart bad, bad articles these next couple of weeks. All right. Uh, Is that it? Yeah. We got anything so else to talk about? So the Spurs are done. You didn't. Yeah. You, you did not watch the All-Star game last night, right? No. Well, first I was working till late, but second of all, uh, who cares about the All-Star game? Did you watch the Home Run Derby? No. A lot of my... You're you know not what a Home Run Derby doing? guy. Some of my friends were talking raving about it online. Um, yeah, I was actually was it Diskin li- who was reading about what was going to happen. In no, I, I, I was actually Monday night. I spent watching Game of Zones. I spent watching Game of Zones episodes over and over and over again. Actually, honestly, <laughs> is there anybody in our world that also watches this show that likes it, Game of Zones, or is it just yeah, is it a you thing? Like, have you gotten other people to like it? I don't know. I mean, Sammy's the one who t- Sammy mentioned it in passing like a month ago, and I was like, yeah, that's that stupid show. I would never watch it because of the source. And then I actually watched it and realized like I'm a moron. Why was I not always watching it? It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I'll include a link in the show notes. And there's nobody who listen who if you are insane enough to enjoy this podcast, there's no way you won't enjoy Game of Zones. It's just not yeah, possible. But let's say you don't like Game of Thrones. Like I don't, even though I watch it. You don't have to like Game of Thrones. You just have to like the NBA. That's what I'm saying. It's it's not about Game of Thrones. I don't even it's- like the NBA. This whole podcast was about me not liking the NBA anymore. I don't <laughs> like the NBA. I don't like Game of Thrones. I only like Biathlon. There's an amazing okay. If if you do watch Game of Thrones, because they do still reference Game of Thrones from time to time, there's an amazing mm-hmm. scene um with LeBron. And the Raptors, and you know, I, I, it's a spoiler alert in case you don't watch. Game no, of I don't want to hear. Nobody wants to hear. <laughs> it's so good. Don't spoil it. So it's so good. Do you know what my summer biathlon is? Do you want to guess which sport has been my summer biathlon? In terms of something that you're now obsessed with this summer, because you got nothing else to watch. Not obsessed. I mean, I'm, I've been into this, but the, uh, what, what, I, what I've the Tour like, of France. Not no, I hate the Tour de France. Uh, I'm really. I don't know how to ride a bike. I'm very anti-cycling. <laughs> <laughs> Do you literally not know how to ride a bike? I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but. Oh well, I don't. I'm sure I've said this on a podcast before. I have no idea how to ride a bike. If you got on a bike, what would happen? I'd probably fall right off. Like <laughs> I, my parents taught me how to ride a bike to the point where I could like ride around the corner, and then I never got another bike. I never went back on a bike. I have not. I've not been on a regular. Like I've been on like maybe like my wife and I taking the kids around in like San Diego on one of those like uh, I don't know what they're called. But like I haven't ridden ridden a normal bike since I was nine years old. I've not been on a bike once since I was nine. I'm not a big that's, fan of yeah, like methods of transportation because I also <laughs> am not a big driver. Well, you're not a, you're not a fan of transporting yourself anywhere. Well, I like going on. I, I actually like public transit. I like I like trains and I like buses. I like planes. But I, I don't like to be in charge. Of, I like to like sit back and listen to a podcast or something. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't. Not, I'm, it's not my thing. Riding a bike. Oh, so you didn't guess the sport? Um, oh, that you're into. What is it? 
Yeah, uh, I've been I've been uh, very into the track and field this summer. I've been really enjoying it. You know, the Diamond League, which what, is like what the, are they? What kind of track and field competitions are there right now? There, it's it's just like it's basically a circuit. It's called the Diamond League. They have like fourteen big meets, and then each one has like half of the main competitions. So it's like a mini Olympics, like every few weeks. And you know, it's cool because every every time you're watching, someone could set the world record. Someone could break. It's not going to happen. Probably someone could break Usain Bolt's record. Someone could. You know, like run the fast time ever, like the fifth fast time ever. Uh, so I, I'm really into uh, I'm really into it. The steeplechase is is really lit right now. The, uh, the 400 oh meter hurdles is really good. I'm gonna get you into it. I'm very. The, the problem is they have the Olympics every four years, and then two out of every three years they have a World Championships. So this year is the dead year. There's nothing going on. Like there's no like literally some of the better athletes like took the whole year off just because there's no major competition. It's kind of a stupid way to run a sport. Like, imagine if, like, one of every four years in the NFL, there was just no Super yeah, Bowl. Listen, we're like, we're going to have a regular season, but no playoffs. We're not discussing nope, this steeplechase is... on this podcast. You, should I start a separate steeplechase what, podcast? What? Isn't steeplechase when you're on a horse and it's jumping over barriers? And stuff? No, no. Steeplechase is a regular race, except there's hurdles. You know yeah. what the hurdles are, right? Yeah, that's what I said. I and, on a horse, though. And there's a water jump also on the course. So, so yeah, this is one... a thing people do with it's horses. Like, people do this without horses? Yeah, they do it without horses. Uh, it's dominated by the Kenyans, but the Americans have really come back and, and tried to like make it their own. And they won gold and silver at the World Championships last year, the women. And the men won silver. And so it's dominated by Kenyans and Americans now. And what, one of them I was watching, this will fascinate everybody, they, the men jump at like six feet or whatever, four feet, and the women jump at three. And the women were jumping on the men's height. And then they realized, and they were like yelling at the people in the middle of the race, like, you need to shorten it because we can't jump over the men's thing because we're much shorter. Uh, and it was a big mess. So steeplechase really... Such a sexist. <laughs> I mean, the men are, women men. are shorter than... I mean, those women were definitely taller than me, but they were shorter <laughs> than the male athletes. Um, taller than me, I meant. All right, this has been um, Steeplechase Update. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to start a separate steeplechase pod. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, Who's going to be your co-host for that one? Oh, you. Maybe it'll be Ari Diskin. <laughs> well, maybe he'll find out who won the world championships if it's on the New York Post website. Um, yeah. yeah, we should have Diskin on to like, ask him how, like, just ask him basic news questions and see if he can answer them. Like things that wouldn't be on the New York Post, like pro, like non-pro-Republican talking points. Yeah, but the New York Post isn't even pro-Republican talking points. It's just like, again, I know, it's, it's, just, it's just two-day it old YouTube sometimes videos. Sometimes, there's this guy they cover as if he was, like, you know, a really big news source. Have you ever seen this? He donates a lot of sperm. He's clearly a, a, not a normal guy. <laughs> he comes from the background. He comes from our background, right? He grew up Orthodox. He's not anymore. And basically, he will don donate sperm to any woman who asks because he wants, like, if someone can't have a kid, he's happy. So he will, like go like you'll meet him at like a target he'll go into the bathroom like masturbate into like a thing for you and give it to you and he has like 75 kids this is yeah. not a joke uh, his name is like ari something he's doing and, this on the like, streets he does this on the streets, on the streets of target. if you, you could fly him into whatever yeah. and the thing is he's like didn't really plan this out well so like a lot of these women who have no connection to him just like sue him for child support so he's worth like a negative a trillion dollars because he has like 60 kids and like a lot of them, you know, want money. Uh, you know, some of them. I don't think he like makes them sign a contract because he's like a weird guy. I also By think the way, he has a breaking, wife and parents. Breaking like, news: uh, Your beloved yeah. Darrell Rivas is re-retiring. Yeah, Darrell's retiring. I, uh, you know, he he's definitely a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Uh, I mean, what what the hell does first ballot mean? Like he should get in right away. He should be one of the top five. You know, no, no, because there's too many. There's too many more deserving guys waiting on the ballot right now. 
That, I mean, you don't, not, he's not going to be in for five years. Well, no, but uh, but the, the, this is the problem with the NFL ballot. We've discussed this. There's, there's, there's too many guys who deserve it. He's going to be number one at his position by the time he gets in, because Champ Bailey retired first, but he'll be in by the time Durrell's there. So you're saying he's he not going to be, be competing the, with any with any members of the secondary. So like okay, he should so, maybe okay, he wouldn't so get in the first year. I think he probably deserves to. All right. So I mean, I'm not saying I don't think he should be in the Hall of Fame. I have him as the number 14 cornerback of all time. Yeah, Everybody to me that's ahead, someone who. Uh, Everybody ahead of him is in the Hall of Fame, except for Champ Bailey, Charles Woodson, Rondé Barber. So those are three guys who he's waiting on. Rondé, did Rondé get into the top 15 this year? I think he did not. So Revis is going to be ahead of Barber on the yeah. on the pecking order. And then if you're talking about... Like, and Woodson is obviously... Woodson and, and Bailey are first. Yeah, and if we're including safeties, you also have Ed Reed and Troy Palomalo. Yeah, all those guys are getting in. And, 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 and John ahead Lynch of and Darren Sharper, who I don't think, you know, they're... I'm not saying they should be in a well, Sharp, No, Sharper is not even worth discussing. He didn't even make the, the 25. For, well, for non-football reasons, yeah. Yeah, but he's not He's not ever going to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, yeah, he's in the Hall of Fame of, like, Correct. most rapes in different states. That's it. <laughs> um, most rapes in different states. <laughs> Peter King, speaking of people, I, I didn't finish this thought before, like, they're just people who, like, used to, like, the ultimate is Rick Riley, right? Rick Riley used to have a fastball, and now he's an absolute embarrassment. He's like the disc end of tweets. Like he will <laughs> throw you. No, because bus. no, I, I mean, I don't know disc so well, but I like him. But like, the, but there's no, um, there. Like, if there's a news story, Riley will spend 36 hours thinking of a joke. Like he's gonna have a joke about Trump and Putin tomorrow, and it's not gonna be, and it's gonna be like a, ze- a complete zero. He he doesn't care about anything except for golf anymore. He lives in like he's like a poor George Clooney. He like has fifty million dollars and he lives in like a smaller villa in Italy. But you're right because he, when we were seventeen, we would read that book of his of his old columns and devour it. He, I mean, he, he was he Bill Simmons was, before Bill he Simmons. He was the goat. Yeah, he was yeah. Bill Simmons before Bill Simmons. Then Bill Simmons came. Now Bill Simmons isn't of his fastball. Yeah. Peter King is like that too. Everyone succumbs to this, uh, and um, you know, uh, one day that'll be us. <laughs> One day. <laughs> As if we're throwing we never fastballs. had fastballs. We have no fastball to lose. I guess yeah. that's the good news. Yeah, we're, we're throwing it at 64 miles an hour, and it's, it's high and outside anyhow. We got it. We have a knuckleball. <laughs> yeah, this is enough. Uh, I will talk to you uh, next time the Spurs uh, give away a superstar. In 20 years. All right. I must have been, I must have been, I must have been high when I met you, met you, out of my mind when I decided to love you, I must have been drunk of the words, twisted of your kisses, I know, I must have been, I must have been, I must have been, I must have been
guess I'm finally seeing clear. I know I promised I wouldn't call. I guess I'm just going through it wrong. I must have been got two pint-sized puppies. Uh, stole my unit. They're westbound on the 409. One called Dave, one called P. They've got full Chromeo. Over. Chromeo. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.